This is Jamie. And this is Donna. And this is episode number 93 of the Circus 71 podcast for the week of January 18th, 2022. Our first episode with a special guest. On today's episode, Figment draws a huge seven-hour wait. No, not for the trash attraction either. Favorite restaurants are reopening. And in our main segment, we peer back into the crystal ball. This well, we know that Jamie's not awake tonight because Andrew was a special guest and talked about golf with you, <laughs> and he clearly said trash attraction for Figment when that's not the case. So, Jamie, you're over to tonight. Welcome to the Circus Seventy One podcast. That is funny because I did think I-, I couldn't remember if we had just always talked about golf or Andrew actually did that on the show. So I do apologize. This is the Circus 71. All right. And on to housekeeping this week. Although I want to introduce, we have a very special guest this week. My lovely, talented, beautiful wife, Val, um, is here in the studio or on our couch, one or the other. (laughs) And uh, originally Donna, and I'm sure she's going to talk about this, was going to be out for <clears throat> excuse me, um, her cruise, and Don, and Val was going to step in and do housekeeping, but um, unfortunately Donna's cruise got canceled, but Donna didn't want to deprive Val of the opportunity to join us on the show for housekeeping. <laughs> so here's Val. What's up, everybody? <laughs> I know JV didn't say any of that with a straight face, so... <laughs> All right, so let's go ahead and start off with the news. First, um, as we're recording this on Monday, which is usually uh, we record on Sunday, um, story from today, the giant Kevin walk-around character will be returning to Disney's Animal Kingdom on January the 24th. Um, The giant walk-around character from Disney Pixar's Up um, will be returning to, um, as Donna texts me, um, will be returning to uh, Disney's Animal Kingdom area, usually in the Discovery Island um, kind of areas is where that um, Kevin can be found. A roaming character, there's no real set queue. Um, it's not a real kind of meet and greet, but just kind of a cool walk around um, character and, and pretty cool to see something like that uh, brought back. Yeah, definitely. My kids, our kids love the movie Up. Or yeah, it's from Up, Up yep. right? Yeah, um, and Aiden will love that because he loves Kevin. Uh, so yeah, that would be pretty cool. I think, especially for you know families with kids who have seen the movie and really enjoy the movie Up. So I think that'll be something cool and different um, for Animal Kingdom, especially since they haven't brought back. Um, the Mickey and Minnie meet and greet yet, right? Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, and that's as we get into our main segment where Don will be in, we're going to kind of revisit the uh, crystal ball and see some, talk about some new things that might, um, you know, be on the horizon, so to speak. All right, very good. Let's go ahead and jump to your first story, Donna. Staying in the animal kingdom. Except I'm not Donna. I'm oh, Val. Force of habit. <laughs> Um, so the next story is about the celebration of the Festival of the Lion King showings are being reduced due to COVID-19. 
Um, due to a recent COVID-19 outbreak among the cast members, <clears throat> the number of showings of a celebration of the Festival of Lion King at the Animal Kingdom have been significant, significantly reduced. Um, so what this was written, I believe... January 16th. 16th, so yeah. yesterday. Um, five shows were scheduled um, for yesterday when there was normally eight shows. Um, 10, 11, 12, 1, and 2. Um, so that's kind of a bummer um, that um, it seems that those shows have been reduced due to the COVID outbreak. Yeah, it's it's definitely a... Obviously, sad situation because this is usually a show I, I want to say that goes till sometimes six o'clock at night. I mean, with reduced hours, it wouldn't go that far, you know, currently, but um, the, I would imagine they're at least cutting probably two, maybe even three shows at an absolute minimum because I think we've seen shows into, you know, five o'clock that have been posted. So, yeah, I think usually. It, the last shows around five, yeah. usually every hour, and they're usually pretty crowded shows too. They usually fill up um, most of those shows, um, and it's well, they have cut it a little bit since um, they brought it back. Um, so it's what now twenty five minutes compared yeah. to like the yeah, thirty a little it was bit. before. Yeah, that's the the celebration, the the big uh, cut scene that everyone is always upset about is the tumble monkeys which i, I think well, that's the best part of the show it, yeah, literally I, I would agree but um yeah you know it, it, it's sad and and you made a good point about how the the shows are normally packed as is and now um you know with reduced offerings you they're probably yeah, going to be, even, might be, be even more crowded away at, so. you know if they might be filling up so imagine being in line for that and then you have all the lightning lane people come in as well. Yeah. That's tough. That would be a bummer. All right. So speaking of long waits, Donna's favorite, Figment, queued a seven-hour wait at Pop Eats for the Figment popcorn bucket. No, it was not a seven-hour wait for the Journey into Imagination with Figment attraction, but it was for the uh, popcorn bucket. Um, which is just crazy to think about. There were so many different uh, videos that we took a look at and saw online of, of the um, insane amount of lines. Pop Eats is the kiosk that is across from uh, the recently constructed bathrooms right next to that temporary Starbucks location before you enter um, World Showcase. And the line, you know, would go back through... Um, back into what is the world celebration construction fence dipped through world showcase promenade went back through all the way over to test track um ended up at the odyssey at the epcot experience i mean just absolutely insane and crazy and you know i can say this because don is not uh you know next to me or <laughs> on the uh on the recording here um it's just a shame that you have such a popular character and it's trapped in such a trash attraction that um, could be and should be so, so, so much better. Um, 
you know, I know some people like Figment, I know, uh, the attraction, and Don is a huge fan of it. I think it's okay. I think it just could be so much better. Well, didn't it used to be better? It did. It was uh, yeah. the original <laughs> with Dreamfinder and the, the Dirigible or yeah. uh, Blimp, whatever the difference between those two things is. Um, and then when the sponsorship came up, um, I want to say it was with Kodak. Um, they just didn't have the finances to um, really give it the, the love. Because when the sponsorship signed, usually it was a 10-year deal. Um, and then the 10 years came up and they just didn't have the money to really do it. So a lot of, um, the attraction itself was shortened. A lot of things were, were gutted, um, and just kind of left. And then that ride stunk and was really, really bad and didn't have Dreamfinder or Figment. I don't even think it had one little spark. And then that version, I think, lasted maybe like 18 months to two years and then work with the attraction we have now yeah it's okay i mean when your kids are like yeah i don't really want to do that that kind of <laughs> should tell you like yeah this is okay i mean i do love the character of figment um and i do love that they incorporate it so much into the festivals and that popcorn bucket is pretty awesome if i do say so myself i know donna wants to get our hands on <laughs> one for sure um but seven hours in line like that's insanity that's like a whole day at the park. Like literally, I that's a whole day. Like I don't. Uh, but you know, me personally, I'm I'm not a waiter. I I hate waiting in line. Um, Sixty minutes is like my absolute max for anything. Um, and that's only like if you catch me on a good day. Like most of mine are like, eh, I'll wait thirty minutes if not yet. It's not worth it to me. Like I'll just you know come back another day because yeah, seven hours is just insane. But I guess people wanted it, like, for it to, just because it's the first day of the festival. But, I mean, go back another day and you'll wait five minutes to get it, so. Yeah. Well, actually, um, they just posted that they're currently sold out of them. <laughs> all, of the, all the popcorn buckets. That's so if you do, typical. So if you, do, if you do want one, evidently, you know, your eBay resellers might yeah, be the your... Yeah, the $185, yeah, no thanks. Like. Might be your... <laughs> your best shot which is kind of crazy to think about so all right Val so we have a couple of uh reopenings to talk about which really ties into Donna and my Donna and my uh main segment where we're looking at the crystal ball um and some tweaks that are coming to uh restaurants that were um reopened so why don't you go ahead and take it away Okay, so Disney World has announced the reopening date for the Turf Club Bar and Grill at uh, Saratoga Springs Resort, um, as well as return of old offerings to Cape May Cafe ooh, uh, at Disney's Beach Club Resort, and it'll encompass restaurant at Disney's Yacht Club Resort. Um, so starting on February 3rd, um, you can revisit the Turf Club Bar and Grill, um, which I have actually never been, um, but has a reputation for delicious American flavors, um, some options, New York Cider Braised Mussels Appetizer, flavored with garlic, chorizo, fennel, 
Fresno chili and apple cider topped with a grilled baguette. Ooh, that sounds delicious. <laughs> um, they also are <coughs> highlighting the grilled pork chop or braised lamb tagliatelle um, for the main course and delightful desserts like the New York cheesecake. Um, so that is going to be opening February 3rd at Saratoga Springs. Um, Kate May Cafe at Disney's Beach Club, um, as well as Alan Compass at Disney's Yacht Club, um, will be return featuring the return of some of their beloved offerings. Um, at Kate May on February 15th, um, you can once again feast upon an all-you-care-to-enjoy buffet breakfast. Uh, tasty items like pull apart bread with vanilla sauce, beef hash, and omelet station, and of course, Mickey and Minnie waffles. <laughs> um, dinner buffet, options like cornbread, seasonal harvest salad, seafood boil, and a daily carving station. You can also choose to upgrade your meal with snow crab legs or a whole lobster, um, both of which can be purchased by the pound. Yeah, so let's talk about that for one second. The, uh, I think they're destroying this restaurant. I know Donna's a huge fan with, of, you know, the crab legs as we are. Um, I mean, I, th I don't necessarily have an issue with the lobster being an add-on. That doesn't necessarily bother me because that wasn't on the original menu. I also don't like, and, and it's a little, um, I, I think, slightly ambiguous in the the post that Disney did where they talked about you know the seafood boil are are we just going up into the buffet and grabbing like buckets of the seafood boil or are they going to have like the clam station and corn like in different different stations that we had previously which is is something that I would really like because yeah. I, I just want to go up and get a bucket of clams yeah when we went um, the last time after it reopened I mean the the boil for us, was a waste because um, it's full of potatoes and corn and all the stuff that we don't really necessarily want to eat. We or want, go to a seafood buffet for. Right. Yeah. We want the clams. We want the mussels. You know, we want the crab legs, which apparently now we have to pay extra for. Um, I will say the one thing that they did add, which I don't know if they're going to still have that, was the, what was that, the lobster mac and cheese that they had. Yeah. Um, that was decent, but again, very small portion. Um, and um, I mean, I think this may, may be a little bit better. Um, I'm sure they've gotten a lot of complaints about the, you know, not having the buffet version that they have previously. Um, so this sounds like it will be slightly better, but not totally sure about that. Um, at... Disney's Yacht Club, uh, which is right next door, um, on starting January 31st, Ale and Compass is back with some returning breakfast options and um, new lunch offerings. Um, <clears throat> so they have a la carte entrees and like blueberry bacon pancakes. Which does sound delicious. That sounds good. Um can also enhance your breakfast with a buffet 
um, including pastries, fresh fruit, yogurt parfaits, overnight oats, and house-made cheddar biscuits with country gravy. Um, reservations open for that on January 20th, so that is coming up this week. Um, as far as the Turf Club reopening, um, that's interesting because um, we're going to be staying at Saratoga coming up um, in a few months. Um, yeah, that'll be during, uh, have, we're there in June. I've heard mixed reviews about that, so but yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that fares. I actually got to when um, Andrew and I were golfing at uh, Lake Buena Vista, we actually passed by um, the turf club because uh, Lake Buena Vista and, and the other golf course there are very close in proximity to Disney Saratoga Springs as well as Old Key West. So I actually kind of saw the overhang um, and they have the uh, snack... Uh, kiosk window i guess you could say or a snack window um for the golfers like right underneath uh that particular area so that was always um pretty cool to see so give it a try i guess um like i said i don't we don't have any personal recommendations on and off to ask donna if she's actually eaten at turf club um because i believe they've actually they have stayed at saratoga even though that's our home resort we have not not been there um as of yet so, let's wrap up housekeeping. Some breaking news that broke uh, January 14th. This past Friday, well, yeah. yeah. This past Friday, Walt Disney World announced that Flying Fish, and this was in addition to Turf Club, but not too many people care as much about Turf Club as these other two. Flying Fish on Disney's Boardwalk will reopen on January the 27th. And Jico, the cooking place at Disney's Animal Kingdom Lodge, will reopen on February the 17th. Um, so Flying Fish, you're looking at their signature seafood dishes, where you can enjoy a taste of luxury with unrivaled flavors, sustainable seafood, and steak offerings. Okay, the seafood pearl pasta has shrimp, lobster, scallops, clams, and mussels, and sounds amazing. Um, another option from the sea is the plancha, plancha, sure, seared scallops um, with savory grits, sweet corn, and papadou emulsion, which sounds quite, um, quite delicious. Yeah, the, the picture of the, the seafood looks, uh, or the um, seafood pearl pasta looks absolutely delicious. Um, I think flying fish may have actually moved ahead in our signature dining where we haven't gone that we want to list just ahead um of Jico since we had some heard some mixed reviews prior to the pandemic um with uh Jico uh, but beginning on February the 17th you can venture over to Disney's Animal Kingdom Lodge to savor the tastes and flavors of African Indian and Medita Mediterranean cuisine at Jico the cooking place um, you can try the seafood tagine filled with prawn, scallop, squid, and little neck clams. Uh, certainly a shellfish lover's um, dream, so to speak. Uh, and for a sweet finish, the returning Kilimanjaro dessert is not just gorgeous, but delicious too. Comes with decadent dark chocolate mousse, pistachio finance, financier, 
Um, evidently, it's expensive and has money. Pink peppercorn meringue. I'm not even going to try and pronounce. There's pineapples and, and something that's crunchy as well. So, uh, Reservations and advanced dining reservations for both um, of those offerings will open up on January the 20th. So this is really ties into um, what Don and I, once again, are going to talk about in our main segment, the crystal ball, because we have talked about um, flying fish, and I believe we talked about Jico um, as well, but we'll definitely be reviewing that um, in just a little bit. So glad to see some more restaurants opening. I'd, I'd like there's definitely a few more on the, the list that Don and I will talk about that I would like to see places like Hoop Dee Doo, 1900 Park Fair. Anything else that you can think of that you would like open that is not? Monsieur Paul? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm not sure. I'm really excited about both of these, though, because I've been dying to try flying fish. Um, and Jico <clears throat> as well, even though. Um, they had changed chefs at Jico. We had heard some, some not so great reviews about Jico bef- prior to it closing for the pandemic. So, but both of these options sound really amazing, um, really easy, you know, accessible. We've been we've stayed recently at both Boardwalk and Animal Kingdom Lodge. Um, super cool options, you know, if you're staying there. Um, very easy to get back to the resort. Um, which is huge for us with little kids um, after dinner, you know, and having to take tra- travel an hour back after <laughs> dinner um, can be quite absurd in some situations. Um, so it's also important to mention, um, and, and I should have differentiated this for anybody who wasn't sure, Jico is um, at the main building, you know, Jumbo House, if you're a DVC member, it's not at um, Kidani Village. So it's right across from uh, Boma, which we ate at recently and was a really really good meal so i I think animal kingdom lodge has is one of the top resorts for food on property i mean everything from the mara quick service you know to jico your signature offerings definitely just trying to think of any that have not opened yet that um we were looking forward to eating at I think 1900 Park Fair would definitely be. Yeah, that's something a, a that's been on our list that we had booked prior to the closure that's in right. 2020. We had it, we had reservations there. Um, we had um, the uh, the uh, one at Artist Point. Um, oh, uh, Storybook Dining. Storybook Dining, which yeah. that just reopened as well, right? Yes, just reopened, and, and we have that book now, and we'll be going there and be able to review it and for March. So that's exciting. So glad to see things reopening, and that's you know our main segment with, with Donna. So I want to thank you, Val, for pitching in and you know doing our, our new segment with us this week. Sure, my pleasure. All right. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be back. Switch everybody out. Don is coming in. Val's tagging out. And we'll be back where we will take a look at our crystal ball predictions, how close we've been, and look to the future. All right. And welcome to the show, Donna. Yeah. So let's talk about that, shall we? I may have uh, given the listeners a little 
uh, what happened um, ah. in the earlier segment. Well, I will say it sucked so bad being so, 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 so close to leaving. Um, did you share about the, the at-home COVID test that we had taken, Jane? I did not. That I didn't. So it was Tuesday evening and we were set to cruise on Thursday and I like went crazy. I was like, everyone in your bubble, like don't go anywhere. Don't do anything. Like stay home. I want to go on this trip. So we figured if we all tested all five of us, myself, my husband, my kid, my parents, if we all took the at-home test Tuesday night, we felt reasonably confident that we'd be okay when we got to the port Thursday, because what I did not want to happen, obviously would be to pack everything, drive that, you know, 90 minutes and get told, no, one of you is positive, you know, asymptomatic, you know, bye-bye. Right. So, you know, to avoid that, you know, our tests had just, just all, you know, percolated or whatever word you want to use <laughs> to be able to check them <laughs> and make sure that they were, you know, just the control line had turned and not, you know, the positive line. And I grabbed my phone to call our friends, Tim and Laura, who were scheduled to cruise with us. And I saw that I had an email from Norwegian canceling the cruise. Ugh. So it literally was just like the highest high. I'm like, yes, we're all good. We're going like this works too. I just shoved Q-tips up my whole family's nose for no reason. <laughs> Sounds like good Saturday night. I don't know. <laughs> so in any case, it was canceled. My kiddo just didn't understand. He kept like he had the whole thing memorized because he'd been saying like, you know, um, Thursday is vacation. Friday's pop-up's birthday. Day three is um, the fishy boat ride. Uh, day four is the beach day. Day five, we're on the boat. And day six, we're like he literally he had the whole thing memorized. And he couldn't really conceptualize it when we were saying the cruise was canceled that that meant he didn't get to do those things. Right. Um, so really, really crappy situation because obviously all the adults are disappointed. And then, you know, it's just, it's really hard to explain a pandemic to a five-year-old. Yep. So, um, we ended up going to Disney's Zero Beach property. I don't know if Jamie mentioned that. Um, I but did we, that I did. Okay. So yeah. So we, um, just literally the next day while I was still pouting, um, that the Wednesday, I, I don't know what made me think about it, but I checked on the Disney Vacation Club website and parents, have, as I mentioned, our DVC members, and we were able to get a stay in a two bedroom unit for literally the next day and the following day, so Thursday, Friday night. Um, so we took off and we went to Vera Beach. My kid got to, to go to the beach, which, you know, was one of the things he wanted to do. Um, we played mini golf there like three times. Uh, he went in the pool. He did a slide. He just had a ball and it was good for the soul. So as I've said a million times, say a million times again, travel is good for you. Kind of reset the battery, spending that time with family that you'll never get back. So um, very, very much turned, um, you know, the lemons into lemonade with that situation. For sure. And Donna, a quick question just popped into my head. What is there uh, at Vero? Is it the same kind of masking policy as you see as in world or indoors it's required or, or what's the story with that? Yeah, they have cast members at all the doors. And I actually did see, because um, they have like a like a main, similar to like the, the Grand Floridian, I'm not comparing the properties, but they have like a main building and then they have the outer buildings, if that makes sense. That's kind of what I'm trying to get at. Mm -hmm. So the main building at Vero Beach is called the Inn. So you can stay there cash or you can stay there with your DVC points. So the inn is where a couple of the restaurants are. The inn is where the front desk is. So they had cast members at each, the front and the back of the inn. I saw a woman walk in the door and the cast member said, excuse me, miss, you have um, a mask to or face covering, I think, a face covering. And she said, oh, no, I'm just going to my room. It's right up there. And he said, here, let me give you one. And he pulled out a disposable mask and gave it to her. Good for him. Wow. Yeah. That's impressive. 
Yeah, I, I was just curious. And off air, I may have to pick your brain a little bit about Vera. That's good. I didn't know what the uh, on the points chart what the the in was versus some of the other um, accommodations. You know that we've been there probably half a dozen times now. We love it. Yeah, I've heard and, amazing things about it. And now we know a little bit more about the area. Um, someone who I've um, you know crossed paths with a couple times down here was originally from Vera Beach. So I actually sent her a message. I said, hey, Nicole, I'm going to the Vero Beach last minute. She knew my cruise was canceled. And she goes, actually, Disney's property is in Sebastian, not Vero Beach. But I know that area really well, too. And darn it, she wasn't right. It's technically in Sebastian, Florida. Um, isn't that funny? Yeah. Disney Sebastian Resort. Yeah. So That's slightly, funny. It doesn't really roll off the tongue the way Vero no. Beach does. Um, but she gave us a great idea of like this little inlet. It was a state park. It was $8 per car to go in, walk around. They had this tiny little museum, cute little gift shop, um, beautiful pier, even like a beach area. It was cool that morning, downright cold that morning. Um, there was a lot of folks fishing. We saw dolphins in the inlet. Apparently during warmer um, the warmer months, there's manatee in the inlet. So it was just a really, really cool way. And eight bucks for a family of five. Like, That's awesome. It, home run um she gave us some great dining so we ate at this beautiful restaurant right there um on the water for lunch i mean it's just it, it was it, i cannot say enough about how glad i am that we were able to to do that because i would have been still a very cranky human being come sunday evening here excuse me monday evening we're recording tonight um if uh, we had not had that little getaway yeah you you get over things very easily i must say Hey, roll with the punches, right? <laughs> exactly. Well, right. you also know that oh. I booked a DVC cruise for, for uh, not DVC, my poor brain, a DCL cruise for next month. I told you that, right? I don't think so. <laughs> well, surprise! Um, I actually did that the night that our Norwegian cruise was canceled that Tuesday night. I was pissed. <laughs> you just went on a bender. <laughs> you went on a vacation bender. I did. So I ended up, um, and we can talk about this all podcast too, because I gotta give you. You may need to. You may need to take up alcoholism. It's cheaper. (laughs) Uh, Off podcast, I'll give you the details. But we ended up grabbing a three nighter for President's Day weekend. Oh, cool! Very cool. Um, (laughs) And Anthony does not know about this trip, so if it's canceled, it's you know Uh, a little bit better. Yeah. I'm going to get t-shirts made up. Take up alcoholism. It's cheaper. That's <laughs> funny. Anyways, let's, uh, let's go into our main segment. Thank you, Don, and, and glad to have you here as always. Um, Crystal Ball, we have a few updates that we need to uh, update on the scoreboard, so to speak. And then we have <laughs> a list of some new um, things that haven't been brought back yet that we can uh, take some guesses for. All right, let's do it. So um, we don't have official dates for a couple of these. So there were still kind of in the air, but I'm in the running or out of the running, I should say, for <laughs> at least this first one. Phantasmic uh, has been announced to come back. And we talked about this a few weeks ago um, in 2022. My previous guest was uh, December 1st, 2021, which obviously is past. Donna has said March 1st of 2022, which at this point in time, it looks like March 1st, unless it comes back tomorrow, is <laughs> probably going to be closer. But uh, that is the closest update that we have 
um, as of yet. Similarly, and I'll, I'll skip out of order on the sheet, Donna. Uh, Festival of Fantasy Parade, um, Donna and I both agreed on March 1st, 2022, and all that has been announced is either early 2022 or 2022 in general. I've, I've heard both things. So Jamie, I think I'd it's going to be really surprised early. if it's not back before the spring break crowds. Truly. I would, I agree. I, I both, think for that matter, both back. for that matter, Fantasmic mm-hmm. and festival of fantasy. I know they were doing a lot of, um, construction and, and refurb like repiping even even uh in phantasmic so i'm it wouldn't surprise me if it's not back by then um because i know that i'm not that it takes a long time but as of the last pictures that i've seen um the moat or lagoon moat sure thing, um around phantasmic has not been refilled yet so they still had construction equipment there um but i i mean what would it take festival of fantasy to get going i, I would my prediction that would come first yeah i'm not gonna argue well i'm not sure i might argue that point simply okay. because of sheer space that phantasmic takes up more people i think i think than the festival of fantasy parade i think no, I, I mean, I, I, uh, uh, I don't know. I'd have to look at that on touring plans. That'd be if they had an estimated um, capacity or, or whatever for Festival of Fantasy. Um, yeah, it, it's odd that there's no nighttime anything. Anything. At, yeah, because Jingle Bell, Jingle Bam was supposed to come back, and then all of a sudden bupkis as far as any discussion or that just fell off the table and that's a shame because that show is cute i do like that show a lot yeah i would almost rather jingle bell jingle bam over the uh this whatever what's the star wars galactic spectacular galactic yeah 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 although val and i did really like that dessert party um (laughs) I mean, it's a it's a it's a good fireworks show. Jamie, but... that's something that we should start talking about when those are going to come back, or do you think that they'll come back simultaneously? What, what dessert parties? Yeah, the dessert parties. I was going to put that on the list, um, but I thought it was so tied to the yeah. show itself um, that it's hard to say. You know, the dessert party. You know, give that a date with when you know I was clearly wrong on on phantasmic in and of itself but i mean there's no reason that there's not a harmonious dessert party true so i i don't know why they're they're not doing that unless it's um i'm trying to think of where they hosted although they hosted that indoors uh at the odyssey was it when they did it for frozen well when they had to move it indoors when they had to move it indoors and was that before or after Epcot Wait, hold on, time out, time out, time out. Oh. I think I'm lying. I don't think it was at Horizon, James. I swear well, I to know you. it wasn't at Horizons. Sorry. Honestly. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Um, I actually, like, I swear that we saw guests being escorted. Like, if you can picture as you're exiting the frozen attraction, you're going through, like, that long hallway behind the shops and things. 
there's a door to a staircase. And I swear that we saw signs about the dessert party inclement weather like location. Interesting. Um, World Showcase Plaza East. Uh, this may be the outdoors. Oh, no, you might be right, Donna. Being I do my summer, best. Our venue for the drinks and desserts was moved indoors to the Norway lounge above the attraction. Yeah, I do my best. No, good call. I, and when, my God, when was this dated? No, that's today's date. Yeah. 20, 2017. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know why they don't have it for Harmonious. Probably can't get enough people that want to watch it. Um, All right. Uh, So we do have some official scores. Typhoon Lagoon, both Donna and I said March 1st, 2022. So uh, Ty goes to the runner. Um, And Typhoon Lagoon officially reopened on January 2nd. So more positive than than Donna and I were. Um, And as Val and I talked about in our uh, housekeeping segment today, Flying Fish um i said december 1st 2021 donna said march 1st 2022 the official reopening date will be january the 27th which puts you me yeah me barely (laughs) barely it's yeah it's not a blow away no so where's our tally sheet james oh they're down there okay down there at the bottom so you have 279 13 and what 15. was flying fish 15? 15 yep all right so current scores donna five jamie three but we do have a couple of uh ties in there i'm gonna have to disagree with you just to pick up some points at some point um but i, I do i'm still holding strong uh disney dining plan i'm gonna end up winning that because you said january 1st and yeah it may be jamie. january 1st 2024 I have told clients, and I'm not too proud or embarrassed or whatever to say, I would have bet like a, a, a bet, a big bet that it would have been back for October 1st for the 50th. And then when that didn't happen, I was like, well, for sure, it's back January 1st, 2022. And now it's like, I, I don't understand the crickets. I'm so God, I don't like, let's go Disney. I still have clients asking me about it, which shows that there's still interest out there. Like do something. Yeah, I mean, they made the it's coming in like, or, or well, it's being brought back. I want to say that was in like July. I mean, yes, we're, we're basically here at the end of January. It, it's, and like you said, absolutely no announcement. And what'd you get me for my birthday? The dining plan. You know, James, if you do bring back the dining plan for my birthday, I'll be pleased with you. God, we're going to get an announcement tomorrow and I'm going to get struck by lightning. <laughs> so, all right. How about some uh, new um, predictions? Oh, we did sure. do um, in our uh, list, we did do uh, Galactic Spectacular at least. True. So, all right. Um, Val and I talked about this a little bit as something that we had uh, an ADR for. Um, had to cancel it um, right, you know, right during the shutdown. Uh, 1900 Park Fair at Disney's Grand Floridian Resort and Spa. Yeah, that's pretty cute. We've only actually done it, to be honest, for breakfast. But it was definitely a location that 
almost like an ace, an ace in the hole. If I had clients who really wanted like a princess dining experience and I couldn't get Cinderella Taylor, I couldn't get Acker shoes, or they were staying at the Grand or on the Monterey Loop where it'd be super convenient to get over there, that dinner with Cinderella and Prince Charming was a home run. Is, is Cinderella Prince Charming there? I thought it was Alice. No, that's breakfast. Breakfast is Alice and the Mad Hatter and the old or ugly stepsisters. Oh, okay. I for some reason I thought they were dinner as well. No, okay, they're not. Um, yeah, we've never been. I take that back. I was there for breakfast in two thousand and one. Okay. Yeah. Um, and, and I mean, my mom and dad went a couple of years ago for dinner, and they raved about it. They said it was awesome. One of the best well, meals that they had. I'll tell you. I remember, and it's you know silly things like this that stick with you. You know when it comes to dining, and you know being social fatties, food sticks with you. And yep. that was that you know for a breakfast buffet. I remember thinking it was like a step up because they had to make your own omelet station, which I love. Or like not to make your own, like a design to, to your taste with a chef, and you could say like, okay, I'll take this, 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 and this in my omelet. Right. Yeah, I, I think it's. I, I I'm sad. I, I would definitely like to um, do this. So, so what... breakfast characters again are Mary Poppins, Alice in Wonderland, Mad Hatter, Tigger, and Winnie the Pooh, and then Cinderella's happily ever after dinner. That you're right. You're right. Um, Say it again. Yeah, I, I, I was wondering why you paused there. Um, all right. Well, since you're so in the mood to talk, what's your date? <laughs> Ah, well, I think we have to be fair and say it's just a reopening date, not necessarily reopening date with characters, right? Uh, correct. Yeah. Okay. Um, do we <laughs> do we have a date for when the um remodeling, rebranding, rewhatevering uh will be of those two buildings that are being turned into DVC? That will reopen, or um, that will those will open this year. Is is all that we've heard about that? I think they're going to be close to one another. I really do because when they have more capacity at the resort, I think they're going to need it. Um, well, let's stick with March first. Okay, Donna three one. Does that 22. make you mad? You were going to say that. No, I'm going to say October 1st. I think this is way away. Hmm. I, I just, I, I'm for some reason very pessimistic about that. Uh, you know what? Now, do I want to go October 1st? I'm going to say summer because there's not a lot of other restaurants that I think. I don't want to go May 1st. I'll go June 1st. I'm going to change that to 6 1. Okay. Although it, it would not surprise me if it's way off in the future. Um, we should have like, um, and this could be for anything, not just obviously for this restaurant. Once we've both missed it by three months, like once the second person's prediction is shot by three months, we re-guess. Oh, yeah. I mean, because some of these I'd have to go through. Some of them we've totally blown. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Voyage of the Little Mermaid needs to reopen, you know, within the next four weeks. So, um, I'm still waiting on Jingle Bell, Jingle Bam. <laughs> <laughs> um, actually, no, Don, I take that back. Both of us said Christmas 22. 
All right. Good for That's us. Interesting. Um, Spirit of Aloha. Not something that I've done. Yeah, we talked about this off podcast, right, Jim? Uh, it may have been on, actually. Okay. So, no, Spirit of Aloha, I enjoy. Done it before several times. Oh, yeah. No, it was on the show. You're right. Yeah. Um, I think that this, I hope that this will come back. Um, I'm going to go with, instead of summer, because it is awful hot during the summertime, even with the fans, I'm going to take your 10-1 date up for this one. That's a good pick. That's a really good pick. Um, uh, and we have to, just to clarify the rules, we have to give a date. Like, we can't say it's never coming back. I mean... Just kick it in perpetuity. I think this is a ways away if it comes back. I think those entertainment shows are probably, even though... Um, because this is basically out would be considered outdoors. It's not indoors, correct? correct? Yeah. Um, even though it's it's outdoors, I, I think it's well in a way. I'll go December first this year. Okay. So I guess I'll I'll type that in twelve one twenty two. So it's funny that we were talking about dessert parties because that's yeah. next up on our list. Uh, the Fantasmic dessert party. That's not fair because that's tied to Fantasmic reopening. Okay, so let's. How about we bend the rules a little bit and we'll say, um, you you can say with Fantasmic opening or you know three months after Fantasmic open, something like that. Okay, I like I that. I think that's legitimate. I like that. God, you know what they also need? They need this stupid dining plan back to do the Fantasmic dining packages. Ah, uh, Fantasmic Dessert Party. Not necessarily, because they're doing the dining packages for the concerts at Epcot. No, that's very fair. Yeah. That's very fair. Yeah. Um, two months. Okay. So Donna says two months post Fantasmic opening. You need to put that in there first. <laughs> I don't know how to spell that. <laughs> Could you just put in an audio recording? <laughs> um, I'm gonna go. F- I don't. Th- I don't think it's gonna be near. I think it's gonna go at least four months. I would take the over. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'll go four months, um, and it would not surprise me. Like I said, if it's way way past that because harmonious has been open since october 1st and we haven't even sniffed anything with a dessert party from that it's just such easy money for disney for big money for them yeah and it's not like harmonious is correct me if i'm wrong donna but i'm I'm almost positive it's not a lightning lane they don't have reserve viewing for that I, i the only thing i can think and this is a stretch is that they would have, you know, Tomorrowland Terrace, it's outdoors. So even in inclement weather, they would still be able to have their dessert party for Magic Kingdom at the Tomorrowland Terrace. Whereas at Epcot, they would need an, an interior backup space. And I wonder if they are nervous about sardining people that pay that kind of money with the pandemic still lingering. Could be. 
I, I thought you were going to take that a different way. I thought you were actually going to go more towards um, competing with the dining packages that they have at um, Spice Road Table and, um, oh, help me, England, uh, Rose and Crown. Yep. So, I don't know. Another restaurant. Restaurant Marrakesh in the Morocco Pavilion at Epcot, which Disney recently took over. Yeah, I mean, that's probably a good thing. And the whole idea of that it could reopen in the future, based on, and I never have eaten there, but based on what I know about that restaurant, what I've heard about it from folks who have eaten there, the pictures I've seen, the tables were very, very close together. You sat on the floor. Um, they had like belly dancers and things like that. I don't think it's a restaurant that people who have any sort of, of COVID reservations are going to want to dine in for this foreseeable future. I think this one's a far one, far one off. What are you laughing at? When you said COVID reservations, I think like advanced dining reservations. Like I scheduled <laughs> my COVID for, you know, April 14th. You know, there's a um, statistician with the University of Florida that predicts that by the time this Omicron variant blows out, 80% of Floridians will have picked it up. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I'm not surprised. It's interesting. Um, Go ahead, give your date, because I want to talk about this for a minute. And and I, I hadn't thought about this ahead of time when I was putting this list together. Can I say next year? We'll give a date. I... Um, January 15th, 2023. Okay, 11523, Donna. Um, I think, and I'm not even going to take credit for this idea because I heard it somewhere, and I think it's a home run idea. Okay. This reopens as a character meal. With Jasmine. Aladdin, Jasmine, the genie, and Jafar cool i think that is a home run and i know sometimes it may sound like you know oh wait isn't that more ip in epcot yes but that's a home run idea when you already have jasmine meeting outside i think this reopens and i think it reopens as and i donna just we i don't think we should play semantics if the name changes and that restaurant opens, oh, I agree. I, you know, we're, it's still, you know, whatever. It's, it's restaurant still the same thing, yeah. you, know? you know, if it's a, a whole new world restaurant, you know, it's, it's the same thing. So, you know, in truth, and I'm not trying to water down the culture and I know that it could come off as if I were, um, but if they, what's the, how, how do I phrase this without sounding like a totally uncultured swine? If, <laughs> I can't wait for this. This is epic. Americanize the food. Is that a fair way to say it? Like less heavy spices, things like that. I think more people would want to dine there. And the character dining piece, I mean, that really would be a home run. I mean, like Tusker House. I, I didn't want to eat at Tusker House until you told me that your family had eaten there and that your dad, who was more picky with spice than I am, enjoyed it. That's what made me comfortable eating there. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, you know, a, a fair thing to say. Um, cause, I mean, people aren't banging down the doors to try and get in there right now. So maybe if they did, um, I, I was almost dumbed down the food, and that's not what I, I mean. But you know, l- like you said, more little slight 
you know, more American spin on it. Um, especially, I think you have to go that route if you do the character. I think that's yeah, 100% what you have so. to do. Um, so I'm going to be a little more positive and hope and say that it does reopen as a character. And I'm going to go with... Um, I'm going to say uh, 10. I'll go Epcot's birthday. No, oh, nice. I'll go 10, one because you gave me a, a big buffer. I, I, I think it could potentially be um, a, a late summer deal even. Um, I would love, honestly, to see what you said that you read somewhere. I would love to see that come in as a character meal. That'd be really fun. Because think about like after shoes. Yeah. It, it, and you know what? It works. It, it's mm-hmm. it, it's not just IP jam somebody down somebody's throat. Like that would work and be so so cool. Um, so I, I yeah I would be all for that. Um, so Donna, in the interest of time, we did have a list of ten. Why don't we take one more and then we can you know a couple months or weeks or whenever we want to uh, look at the other five that are on the list. Works for me. Okay, so next up, and our last one, I've been asked about a couple of times from a few different clients, Bippity mm-hmm. Boppity Boutique. Yeah. So this is one that um, my, my dear friend Heather, her um, eldest kiddo loves Bippity Boutique, and her youngest, she desperately wants you know a haircut for um, Isla at Harmony Barbershop. And I do, for the record, I do want to say I think they go hand in hand. I don't necessarily see. Completely agree. Okay. So for me, it's it's all the same. So I said something to Heather about like, how in the world would, you know, Disney be able to get around their masking policy when, you know, the kids have a mask behind their ear and they're having their, their boys and the boys are having their hair done with clippers. She told me that her son is currently going to a barber who takes, you know, COVID procedures very um, seriously and what the barber has the kids do is take one loop off and hold the mask to the side of their face while he does whatever he needs to do with the buzzer or clippers or whatever put that loop back on and then repeat the thing so they're still holding it against their face they just have the loop off one ear at a time Aiden's Aiden's barber like he'll go in with the mask and Aiden's barber actually will you know pull that loop off and she's very good with you know, keeping it, you know, on, on his face. So, yeah, I, I think it's, I want to say I, it's doable, but I don't know if it's, Disney almost has enough skin in, in the game to want to do it. it. It's like, you know, should we really try and finagle this and somebody's going to get upset about a mask and, and deal with all that? Um well, then again, they're also working on bringing back. They're bringing back spas, so you know you could make a case that they're kind of hand in hand with this as well. I'm not going to argue that either. Although, you know what? The only well, okay. So let's let's as, let's talk this through because you have the wheels turning now. So, James, are you pretty familiar with the packages at Bippy Bottom Boutique? Because I am very familiar from all the little ones in my life and all my clients who have done it. Relatively, yeah. So you know that it's not just the hair and makeup. It's also um, nails and and things like that. Mm -hmm. Okay. So what if instead of Disney coming in with a full-on makeover to begin with, they do just nails first? 
They could. Yeah. I don't think that would be the worst idea ever. No. Maybe maybe nails and a sprinkling of pixie dust so the girls can have, you know, their hair in a little bun beforehand or something like that. Or just hair and makeup. Tell mom, you know, because you have to bring, for those who might not be familiar, you have to bring your own hairbrush to Bippy Boppity Boutique. Right. Um, so maybe now it's, you bring your own hairbrush and your hair needs to start in a ponytail wherever you'd want the bun to be. And then they do just your hair and your nails. They don't do makeup. Yeah. I, I mean, that's a decent idea. The only thing I would say in, in that instance, uh, Bippity Boppity and Harmony would not go hand in hand. Then. Correct. I would agree. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's plausible. I, I think it's, and I, I always hate going back to the staffing issue, but uh, I was listening to the Disney Dish podcast uh, today, as a matter of fact, and they had said that basically Disney's um, call-out rate is at like 20%. I'm not and surprised. 20% of their, their cast members are, are out sick. So it, it may be a staffing thing. And, you know, like 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 I had said – you know, it's almost like an effort thing. You know, if we're only going to do nails, you know, how much can we charge for that? You know, is it worth reopening or just kicking the can down the road? And Jamie, I also need to add for this particular, you know, discussion, there are a good number of, they, they call those cast members fairy godmothers who worked right. at the Bobby Boutique. So again, just specific to the Bobby Boutique. But there's a good number of those folks who are on that Ear to You Facebook page that we've mentioned a few times on our podcast who come to your hotel room, do mm. your little princess up or prince for that matter. They, you know, they do little boys and little girls, um, you know, bring the costumes, bring everything else. Um, but if they're doing that and making what <laughs> making decent money, um, potentially even in tips and, and things like that, that they wouldn't <coughs> be getting at Disney world. That's maybe a, a thing too maybe they're not wanting to necessarily break the doors down to come back yeah no it's it's valid i was almost thinking like for harmony could you and once this goes to an effort thing like is this really worthwhile could you set that up in some chair and put outdoors possibly yeah, I think you could. You know, but you're dealing with rain and weather and you know all things like that. But but how uh, neat would that be? And again, effort level for bang for your buck. But like on some of the like little balcony areas where you'll see like the the stepsisters come out and and taunt people on Cinderella mm-hmm. Castle, like even something cute right there. Yeah, um, <laughs> sitting on. Uh getting your hair cut, watching the Festival of Fantasy go by, and it's literally in front of you. Yep. So, it's an upcharge event, but... Alright, Donna, let's wrap up and give dates. BBB. Alright. Uh, so, BBB as it currently exists, or any BBB at all, like what I was just saying, like, could be I nails. Any. I think by summer. I'm gonna go May 1st. Wow um jamie i'm hopeful that this dying pandemic after this omicron wave is on the way out and i might be rose-colored lenses right now but i'm i'm trying to be positive 
I, I agree. I think, I think the big problem, and you know, we have two under five. I, I think the big problem is that their their vaccinations um, just seemingly keep getting pushed and extended out. Where it was originally, we had talked and thought it would be like early November, and and now Moderna all of a sudden took the lead, and it may be March or early April. Um, so I think that actually play could play a big factor as well as you know like you said the omicron um you know crashes and burns pretty soon and assuming no variants you know come up um i don't know i know this makes them a ton of money but i just feel like they have such bigger things that they have to get up and running. It doesn't make sense to me that I think, what did I say for, and I know this was like, what did I say for Festival of Fantasy? I said March <laughs> 1st. I'm going to say, I'm going to say July 1st. I, I think it's further away just because they have, I think bigger things that they have to get up out of the ground, like a phantasmic, like a festival fantasy. And I think, I think their bigger focus needs to be on getting all restaurants reopened because there's some, um, you know, that we're not going to get to in this week's episode, but when we, you know, revisit this, um, a couple of restaurants that they have not yet reopened, um, and some can make a ton of money. So um, I think it's a little further away, but that's my thoughts. We'll see, I guess. I mean, we've said it every single time Disney announces that something's reopening. We're happy to hear it. You know, we're, we're glad for what that means for, for travel, for Disney, for the cast. And I don't know. I just want it to be over. <laughs> yeah. And no more, uh, no more cruise cancellations. Jamie, you say that, but we've got our gigantic Alaska trip this summer. And Ugh. I would be lying if I didn't say that I was a little bit nervous. Yeah, I'm going to take it day by day, see what happens. All right. Well, on that happy note, <laughs> thank you so much for taking the time to listen. Please feel free to chime in if you have any um, contradicting thoughts or if you just want to tell Jamie that he needs to be nice to Val or to me um, <laughs> in in simultaneous fashion he was called a not nice word by Val and myself about three minutes before we started recording this evening so that gives you a general idea uh, next week we are slated to address some listener questions so we still have a couple left over from the last round we have a couple that have trickled in over the last month or two if you have any um, lingering questions that you want us to try our best at a addressing or just make something fantastic up please go ahead and send those questions our way um thank you so much again for listening we hope you have a great week and we'll see you real soon